on this episode of the Fifth Day State podcast. Uh, ask a question is STEM and Andrews bribing parents with free kindy. Uh, a little bit about uh, Anil uh, trying to stick it to small businesses. Uh, mandates are almost gone and a whole lot more. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Cameron Blewett, this is what are we, episode 48 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Now, as said in the intro, I'm going to ask a question. Um, Supreme Leader Andrews, uh, Premier of the uh, Fascistic State of Victoria, has announced um, how many million or billion or whatever it is, uh, which isn't going to be his money anyway, it's going to come from China. Uh, to, where is it? And I can't find it now. Anyway, um, he's promising, uh, free kindy. There we go. Uh, free kinder and pre-programs. Uh, more child has $9 billion education package reform. Uh, so according to the ABC, uh, what does it say? Victoria will transform early childhood education across the state with a $9 billion program which will begin to roll out from next year. Premier Daniel Andrews has dubbed the 10-year plan the biggest economic and social reform he has been involved in, in over his... in uh, been invo- involved in over his 20 years in Victorian Parliament. New South Wales has announced its own early childhood reforms due to be introduced by 2030 with Mr Andrews and... Premier Dominic Paratay announcing the plan in a joint statement. Here's how early child education will change for Victorian families in the decade to come. So free kindy will be made free. Uh, kindy will be made three, three, free, three, free through new subsidies set to come in effect in 2023. Children enrolled in eligible sessional kinder services will have access to a $2,500 subsidy, while children attending a funded kindergarten program in long daycare will will be eligible for a fee reduction of $2,000. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So this, so it's a thing. Is he trying to bribe parents? You know, you know, I'll turn around. You know, I screwed you over for the last two years, probably made life hard when you've got newborn children. So if the kid's three next year, uh, it says all three and four-year-old children will be eligible for 15 hours uh, of subsidised kinder. So they've just the kids have just been born. So the kids are, are lockdown babies. So, you know, for all that torment of not being able to get help uh, for the parents to raise their children and even if, even if it is, is the... Um, you know, parents not being able to go and see the children in hospital, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is this a bribe from him to turn around and say, "Oh, you know what? I I know I screwed up their life, but hey, you know what? I'm going to make kindy free for them, um, and all that." So, which is obviously because parents are going to have to be going back to work, especially when the kids are three and four, because we're not going to be able to afford much, uh, thanks to the cost of living increases. 
due to the fascistic Labor governments. Now everything's going to go through the roof with Anthony Albanese in charge. Uh, he's not going to be reducing cost of living or anything like that. So parents are going to have to work. So that's the thing. Is he bribing it? And the other question that I would like to ask is, considering how much they're screwing with children now uh, in primary school and high school, do we really want to give this um, whatever this system, do we really want to give them access to our children any earlier than, than we legally have to? Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a thing. Um, and plus, you know, what's going to happen? Um, has um, Guy come out and turned around and said, no, he's not going to support it or what? So, you know, it's just going to be a thing. Guy's going to turn – I mean, I wouldn't know what Andrew, Andrew Matthew Guy says because he's got me blocked on Twitter. Um along with probably 25% of Victoria um, and all that, just by going on uh, what you see on Twitter. It just it seems that he, he, he blocks people. They say something, if someone says something that he doesn't like, bang, blocks them straight away. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it, it's the thing. Is, is Matthew Guy going to be anything different to Dan Andrews? I doubt it. So, you know what, why go for Labour light when you can have the, the, the fascist himself? Um, so yeah, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be a very, um, sad November, um, if the Supreme Leader gets in and then the arrogance on him too, if he gets in, let's hope he has a very hostile upper house, uh, which, you know, will, will restrict his ability to pass laws, uh, and everything like that. So, uh, that's what we can hope for is that there's going to be. Uh, some relief in that area. So anyway, um, moving on to something else. Now, did mention um, Anthony Albanese, Anil. Um, so he's come out um, via it was Chris Bowen or one of his other talking heads uh, has turned around and said that they're going to legislate to have, uh, I think it's 10 days per year or 10 days um family domestic violence paid leave in the NES. Now, this is going to destroy small businesses and medium businesses that don't have the ability to um, cover for those absences. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that people that are in those situations do need to go to work, but, you know, also by the same token, some responsibility is does need to be accepted by the individual um, and also on the other side of the coin as well is how, how much of the employee's life is going to be the business's fault uh, or the employer's responsibility to look after. Um, you know, we've got work-life balance and everything like that that, oh, you know, if, if you, you know you, you call the employee back then they get all these extra penalties, et cetera, et cetera. So why isn't... Why shouldn't their um, family situation be their responsibility? Why does the employer need to be responsible for it? And the other thing too is that why legislate for it in the first place? Because, you know, it's up to the business. The business can grant leave or unpaid leave, paid leave, whatever they want. Um, the National Employment Standards is the minimum. So it's the thing. And... You know, I've ranted about this before um, in uh, a different series of podcasts uh, that 
by legislating this stuff, you're basically condoning companies and businesses businesses having incompetent managers because they're not going to get out and engage with their workforce and become you know know more about the the people that they're working uh, that, that are working under them uh and everything like that so you're just going to you know breed incompetent managers because i oh, not no, i don't need to worry about that because hey it's legislated um you know I, I've, I've been to um some workplaces where the managers get out and walk the floor and no one says anything to them, um, so, you know, because when they walk the floor they put their high-vis on and, you know, showing someone around. They're, they're never seen any other time. Uh, the only time they're seen is when they're showing people around and, and trying to, you know, pretend how big they are and how good they are. But then by the other side of the coin I've seen managers that will walk the floor and, uh, you know, someone's always stopping talking to them and it's, yeah, it, it's... It is, it is one of those things that you can tell who the, the genuine managers are. Um, I remember I went for a walk around um, one of the big 3PL uh, businesses quite a few years ago and this is one of the, um, what was he, the GM of HR or something like that, like some massively humongously high position and uh, he's, you know, the... Everyone on the floor stopped to talk to him um, and, you know, he walked around and said hello to everyone and then they stopped and they had conversations with him and, you know, it, it, it was genuine conversations. It wasn't just like, you know, all, all these, um, you know, politicians get out with their fake tradie high vis and, and helmets on, hard hats on and all that sort of stuff and, and do the, the photo, photo um, opportunity stops and, and all that sort of stuff. So th- these were genuine conversations, I mean, and that shows what a you know, genuine manager is and they get to be aware of, uh, you know, what their people are like uh, and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think this is, this is bad. Um, it's just going to create a further divide uh, between managers and uh, the workforce, which that shouldn't be there. Uh, it's, you know, I did do a, a LinkedIn post a um, bit of a, of a satirical one about why managers should embrace unions because, you know, it gives you someone to blame, gives you friends to have lunch with, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, they can, um, you know, not do their job and, and wait for the union to come and see them and say, oh, no, I've got to do this because the union says so. Well, if they had done their job right in the first place, they would have been able to, to see the little spot fires and, and dealt with them before they became the big raging inferno that gets the unions involved. So, um, yeah, it, it's a thing. You know, this is bad. We don't need more bullshit like this into the national employment standards. Uh, we don't need an extra burden on business. And, yeah, it, it's a thing. We need to have um, – move away from, from the, the uh, socialist mindset of the, the government – will provide everything. Why not do it in such a way that uh, community groups and not-for-profits provide help for these individuals uh, if they do need time off, etc. cetera? Um, so, yeah, it, it, that one's not a simple solution, uh, simple problem to solve, though I don't think that the 10 days leave uh, in the NES is going to be any good i don't think it and and you know and looking at it from and it's something i said right from the start when this was first talked about years ago is that 
um, with how incompetent uh, human resources is in general these days, do you really want to go to some um, nameless person who thinks of you as just another number to say, hey, listen, I need to access domestic violence leave because I'm in a situation where, uh, you know, I need to have time off. Um, so do you really want that going on your personnel file that, that you know, that leave has been accessed? Because it'll it'll have to go on, on your payroll slip, it'll have to go on your, on your pay slip somewhere so it's identified as, hey, you've accessed that leave. Uh, do you really want that? Um so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see when it does come in uh, what the first year or two years uh, is with regards to that and, and, and how it comes across and, uh, pardon me, how, you know, how, how it's um, perceived. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, so, yes, but anyway, talking about uh, government incompetence, uh, our Supreme Leader Andrews, uh, coming up this Friday, he announced it last week, but uh, majority of the mandates are going. Uh, it's likely to be midnight Friday night, so when you wake up Saturday morning, you'll be able to go to work if you're not jabbed. Yay! That is if there is a job there for you to go to. Uh, you'll be able to volunteer, you'll be able to sort of do all that sort of good stuff. Um, so, which is interesting because... Have a look at the death rate. Have a look at the number of people that have got the woo flu. And yet he turns around and says, no, you don't need it. So um, I'm still waiting to see this pandemic of the unvaccinated. It seems to be a, a, a pandemic of the vaccinated. Um, so, yeah, I think this is done purely for political reasons. Uh, I think that the big telling point will be whether he does reduce or uh, remove the pandemic declaration in uh, I think it's July 12 that it's due to expire. So if anything, if what he did last time is anything to go by, look for something around probably the, the first week of July about whether he's going to extend it or not or whether he's just going to uh, remove it. Uh, I it, It's hard to tell what he's going to do. Uh, I, I think, he, you know... Okay, so it's one of those things that's hard to tell whether he's going to keep it on or whether he's going to remove it. If he removes it, then, you know, he's going to want people to uh, think that he's he's all good and, and forget about it because from July to November, people will forget about everything. There's, there's that much time. Um, but then the other thing is that we've got a Labor federal government. So um, Traditionally in the past, it's been that if there's a federal Labor government at the next election, uh, you know, it's normally that the government of the states change hands uh, for that. So, well, you know, is he doing that because he knows his days are numbered and he wants to uh, reduce the, the the bloodbath that is going to be at the polls by making, you know, doing things in, in such a period of time that people forget um, or that. So, I mean, he could full well keep the pandemic uh, declaration going and then that will go through to, what is it, October? Uh, or, yeah, October or November, um, which is when caretaker period is anyway, so he wouldn't be able to renew it at that point in time uh, because he's in head, the government's in caretaker mode. Uh, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be one of those interesting things to see what does happen. Um, I'm not going to put my money on it. 
uh, if he, I mean, but then there's the other thing too, is that he could reduce this one for the word flu and make another pandemic declaration for monkeypox, which is supposedly going around uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's going to be one of those interesting ones to, to see what's going on. Um, as I said, can't, can't predict either way. Uh, how it's going to go but I, all I do know is that he will be doing what he can to get the people to fall in love with him again because if you read uh, anything that Somerick's been posting about uh, that uh, our illustrious leader does value people falling down at his feet and worshipping him and that's not going to happen while there's still these mandates going on so uh, yeah so we'll just have to watch and see uh, now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was our wonderful friends, the watermelons. Uh, it seems that Adam Bant is a bit upset about appearing near the blue ensign, uh, ensign, ensign, don't know how you pronounce that one. Uh, so the Australian flag uh, doesn't want to appear near it, moves it away because it's the and everything else. Well, you know what? fine Adam you know fully you know that's your views you're entitled to your views do not have a problem with it only problem I do have is that you're in the Australian Parliament so you know you don't like our flag you don't like the country so as far as I'm concerned mate you should just resign and go and move somewhere else uh yeah so um but let's make it clear this is just done for for Shit stirring. This is done for them to uh, pretend that they're relevant and uh, suck up to the uh, authoritarian left who want to destroy everything, uh, that everything is bad apart from what their current uh, current thing is uh, of, of the day. Uh, so, yeah, and as much as you don't want to give the idiot credit uh, or, you know, give him any airtime, uh, it is one of those things that you've got to talk about it just to highlight how fucking stupid he is. Um, same as um, who was it, Lydia Thorpe. Uh, yeah, so two people that should never be in Parliament. Um, there should there has to be a way to legally challenge them and to, to boot them out of Parliament. Um, so yeah, but oh yeah. Anyway, um, that's something. Now speaking of, of booting people out of Parliament. Uh, good friend, the pirate, uh, Peter Fitzsimons, did a tweet uh, sitting down and having uh, coffee or tea or tea and scones or something like that with what he called the Minister for Republic. Now, that is wrong and he's bullshitting and trying to uh, overstate how important that is because remember, it is an assistant minister for the Republic. So... In the big scheme of things, an assistant minister is a token position that is given to someone just to give them an extra couple of bucks in their pay. Uh, so, you know, if it was a genuine uh, ministerial portfolio, portfolio, it would be a, you know, there would be a minister, not an assistant minister. And then the other thing too is that if it was such a genuine position, a genuine view that they had, uh, it would be a cabinet position. Uh, so it's neither. So... The uh, annual government is not paying that much attention to the desire to become a republic. Now, unfortunately, what's going to happen if Her Majesty passes away? Well, 
uh, after the, the 10 days of mourning, then we'll have to wait and see. But I know that these despicable people will be coming out and pushing a whole lot of bullshit, saying, oh, you know what, now's the time for a republic. Now a time we need an Australian head of state instead of this person's born overseas. So, you know, as I said in uh, the other episode, uh, let's just make it clear that that's, you know, that's a racist comment. Uh, so, yes, so, but anyway... Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, I will post some comments about that on Twitter. So if you haven't found me yet on Twitter, it's um, Cameron Blewett, uh, all one word, uh, on the Twitter. Uh, so what else is there? I think that I might end that one. Um, getting a bit nasally now. Um, I've decided that I'm going to have to get another pop filter um, for this microphone because I'm sucking in too much dust in it and I had a look and you can't really wash these things um so you know as I said a bit of a first world problem for me uh so yeah but um yeah so and, and plus I think it's a little bit of the winter sniffles coming so yeah I think I might end it now lest I start sneezing or uh having a big sniffing episode so anyway thank you for listening uh look forward to having you join me on the next one so Until then, bye for now.